This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at placetobenation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. Junkies and flunkies, welcome to the NWA Saturday special on the Place to Be Wrestling Network. The NWA, the new NWA, which everyone loves because we break it down every week. This is where you come to for all your news, not those other podcasts. You come right here to the Place to Be Wrestling Network. We give you all the information that you need. I can't do this alone, though. I bring in my partner. The what is it? The purveyor. That's your favorite word. The purveyor. I have a lot of favorite. Be wrestling network. Are you are you like the the purveyor of this network? Yes, it's one of my favorite words. Next to fantastic, outstanding, excellent. Procured. Uh, uh, Procured. (laughs) Procured. Yes, (laughs) which I procured today. Uh, Hello, doctor. Greetings, everyone. Scott Griscola here. Welcome to the uh, special for this week. Uh, yeah, it's good to be here. Your only, uh, your only home for everything NWA, objectively and without bias. And we are not paid by the NWA, unlike some people. And you are the only doctor. I'm going to be remind. I'm going to remind everyone in the ether that you are the only doctor. Uh, we should have, we should have a pretty brisk episode this week, Doctor. Uh, both shows relatively quick. Uh, last Saturday's NWA USA had a good match, though. Great match. Actually, match that kind of came out of nowhere, uh, but was excellent. And then, of course, uh, this week, uh, this past Tuesday, was the first episode of the season of the... Well, they, they, every show has its own season, but uh, this past Tuesday was a power surge. And they called it... This was... Absolutely. I watched it earlier today or yesterday, and it was absolutely fascinating. They called it Velvet After Dark. Yes, they did. Yeah, they did. Fascinating. So we'll give you an update on that. And we'll give you an update on the matches that are occurring on April 30th, which is uh, a week from today, next Saturday, back at Oak Grove for the second edition of Power Trip. Uh, three matches are signed right now, including a title match. The NWA World Junior Heavyweight Championship is on the line one week from tonight uh, when Homicide will defend against Colby Carino. We'll give you a couple other matches in a little bit. And then later, to wrap the show up, we finally done it, Doctor. We were going to do all 20, uh, the top 20 of my 2017 GWWE ballot last week, but we kept having all sorts of um, uh technology issues so uh due to time constraints of our recording we only did 20 to 11 so this week the top 10 and they're all deserving of the top 10 
so for you, doctor, uh, it's pretty much a question of whether they go up or go down. So you've been given 100 to 11 thus far. So here's the top 10. And we'll do that in a little bit. Let's get the plugs out of the way because uh, the PTB Wrestling Network, Doctor, has had a very busy week. Let me tell you, very busy week. Um, let's see. On Wednesday, we had a brand new episode of Through the Looking Glass. Myself and my good friend, the Thunder from Down Under, Dave Hall. Uh, we had a fun episode, Doctor. We, uh, I'm looking forward to you listening to it. Uh, da, uh, Dave Hall and I, in honor of the late, great Scott Hall, attempted a couple of trips through the alternate universe to book him, whether it be him in his, as his real name or as Razor Ramon, to be world champion, whether it be WWF champion or WCW champion. I think you'll be fascinated, Doctor, and I think our uh, Dave's and my theories may make a bit of creative sense. I'm not going to lie. So check it out. The newest episode of Through the Looking Glass, which dropped earlier this week. Also, he could have a lot of fun with that one. Yes. yes. Everybody and we, uh, they thought he should be a world champion. Yeah, it's been, it, we've, we've had so Dave and I have had so much fun. And uh, once we start getting through a few more episodes, maybe late summer into the fall, we'll start adding some guests and uh, and bring some people on. Maybe make a three man team and start talking about uh, some other uh uh, things Dave pretty much just to break the fourth wall just to break the looking glass Dave does all the creative stuff he comes up with the topics all I do is yap record and edit <laughs> pretty much all I do and I'm good at all three of those things so anyway it's a great show I love Dave to death so check it out newest episode of through the looking glass oh uh, we had a new episode of uh, highway to the impact zone with my beloved mud pie Logan Crosland and the rest of the guys you guys yesterday if you're listening to this on Saturday yesterday doctor yesterday a brand new episode of nwa cry and roll we're finally on one of the most beloved i know you hate tournaments but one of the most beloved events in the history of wrestling the crockett cup of course we just had the most recent crockett cup but you guys are recapping the 1986 crockett cup part one dropped yesterday here on the network so check it out you and the rest of the boys and uh, we have a lot of fun coming up this weekend. Later, if you're listening to this on Saturday, later today, a new episode of the Special Relations Podcast with our Trinity from uh, the uh, Queen's country, Roy, Roy McNamara and and uh, Ben Locke and the Kettle Man, Callum McDougal. And then on Sunday, because we had a technical issue and couldn't do it earlier in the week, Sunday, a special Sunday edition of PTBN's Pedestal which is the new, one of the new shows we have here on the network where somebody, a uh, group of uh, our fine analysts, pick a match that you know people put in rarefied air as one of the greatest matches of all time, and they watch it and figure out, is it still, the, is it still worthy of being on a pedestal? So check that out. Uh, dropping later this week, a new episode of the Place Be Podcast. Myself, uh, JR, and Chad Campbell uh, did uh, Survivor Series 2007. Uh, also, a new episode of PTB NXT with Jenny and uh, Greg Phillips and Mr. Capel. So check that out later this week as well. And a new episode of Place Nation's main event will drop later this week too. 
So get everything you can from old reliable, the PTB Wrestling Network. There you go. Get the plugs out of the way. Get them All out right. of the way. But it's good, good, good stuff, though. It is great stuff. It's tremendous stuff. Goes uh, abound here on the uh, on the PTB Wrestling Network, and of course follow us on Twitter, the brand on Twitter at PTB and Wrestling. Uh, you know what, Doctor? Uh, since today's Saturday, uh, maybe uh, later today we'll put up a new poll. We don't know what. The last poll we had got a lot of responses. We were talking about who the next number one contender for the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship will be. And everybody was right, because the Pope was the next one to get a title shot against Matt Cardona. And I think 55% said the Pope, so pretty good. We'll come up with another nice uh, 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 poll question on our Twitter later today, if you're listening to this on Saturday, the PTB Wrestling Network, on uh, at PTB and Wrestling on Twitter. All right, let's, uh, let's uh, break it down. Break it down. Let's go to last Saturday. For the newest, uh, for the most recent episode of um, NWA USA. Of course, if you're listening to this on Saturday, later today, um, later today, uh, will be a new episode of NWA USA. If you're listening to this in the morning when it drops, it'll probably drop in a couple hours on YouTube. If you're listening to it later in the day, it's probably already there. So check it out. This is last week's, though. Uh, always great thanks to my good friend Josh Lopez for helping me with my notes. You can follow him on Twitter at Josh Lopez Media. Your commentary team uh, for this episode is just Joe Galley and Velvet Sky. Uh, no, uh, no heel announcer. Uh, our first match: Magic Jake Dumas. He's that weird guy that comes out with the, you know, he eats the cigarettes or whatever the fuck he does, and he takes on Eric Jackson. Uh, a good, fine-looking, young enhancement talent. Decent little match. Uh, Duma catches Jackson in midair going for a sling blade. He connects with a swinging un- urinage slam uh, to pick up the victory. So Jake Dumas wins the match by pinfall. Uh, he's an interesting character. A fun little jobber guy with, you know, um, uh, well, you, you know, gotta have the usual guys. jobber fare. Yeah, you have to have these guys that, Hey, you know, like uh, like I always tell Sean Kidd, that are good hands. Um, <laughs> you think everybody's a good hand? <laughs> Who's not a good hand? You're a good hand. Oh, I, I yeah, I'm, yeah, you're good. <laughs> There's my good hands. Uh, May Valentine sits uh, has an interview with the Fixers, Jay Bradley and Wrecking Ball Ligurski, and Jay Bradley says they need to rectify the controversy that went down in last week's main event. There's some a uh, little dissension going on right now. We get a vignette for Mike Bennett. Of course, Mike Bennett was one half of the OGK, the tag team with Matt Taven. But I feel like, uh, Dr. G, Mike Bennett has, like, unfinished business in the NWA. Of course, on that first episode of UWM Primetime Live, uh, he had a uh, NWA World's Heavyweight title match with the then-champion Nick Aldis. Of course, we barely could watch it because the connection was crap. Most people bitched about that on, on Twitter. Uh, and then he kind of faded for a bit, went back to ROH. We all know now that ROH is owned by by AEW or by Tony Khan. So uh, so uh, Mike Bennett seems to be hanging around the uh, NWA and uh, looks like he may be looking for maybe another shot at the world title, uh, Doctor. I wouldn't have a problem with that at all. I like Mike Bennett. He's a credible guy, ROH alum. He was in WWE. So I think he's a good guy that that uh, could be a good contender for anything in the NWA. Yeah, I agree. Uh 
you're right. Like, it seemed like he was there, then he was gone. Uh, you know, it seems like he has some unfinished business. And this is a good way to get him back in the mix. Uh, I mean, yeah. he's a commodity. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, he's 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 going to put on a good good match. Um, so I'm interested to see how you know how they use him going forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, I concur. Or do you think you know, like, is he going to be here for a long period of time, or is he you know? Is this a step, stepping stone for him? Which you know, for some, some it's going to be a stepping stone. Mm. Now it's very interesting because uh, you know, uh, I mean, he got like a whole vignette and everything, and and I think uh, I think Billy likes him. He's he's a credible guy. He adds uh, some stability, and he's a good worker. So I hope he sticks around. Uh, we have an interview with the Mortons with Papa. Uh, Ricky and son Carrie. Carrie wants a rematch with Colby Carino. Remember, they were in the finals of the uh, tournament, the junior heavyweight tournament. Carino uh, comes out and says, go fuck yourself, and tells uh, Ricky Morton to go fuck himself, too. So, good little, pretty much. So, good little end. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. That's pretty much what Colby Carino said. Because he's got a title shot, as we know. Tonight, uh, a week from tonight, next Saturday, at Oak Grove for the next power trip taping. Colby Carino is getting his shot at homicide and the world junior heavyweight championship. Uh, Before we continue though, doctor, I have a question for you and you know, the answer I know, you know, the answer. What's that? The question is, where did you go for all of your replica belts? What do you think? Fandu.com. That is right. And fandu.com backslash NWA. Oh, backslash. Backslash NWA. And you could get your very own version of the 10 pounds of gold. You can either get the original version that has the Australia plate or the new version. The Callum McDougal version. The Kettleman version that has the UK plate. Put on by the national treasure, Nick Aldis himself. Fandubelts.com backslash NWA. And with that, we have our main event. And earlier in the show, last week on uh, NWA USA, Arya Davari called out Nick Aldis, of all people. How about that? That's kind of batshit. Oh, Nick Aldis came out and said, all right, kid, let's tussle. So our main event of last week's NWA USA is Nick Aldis and Arya Davari. And I got to say, doctor, I thought this was going to kind of be like a a, a sleepwalking squash. Ah. It seemed like it in the first few minutes, but then Davari uh, uh, got a couple of kicks, and he he threw uh, Aldis's legs into the into the post, tried to keep him grounded, and I gotta say, Davari hung around in this match. Uh, eventually, of course, Aldis uh, uh, ducked out of the way of a, of a magic carpet ride, uh, hit a double leg takedown, and of course, uh, King uh, locked in the King's Lynn Cloverleaf. Davari tapped and Nick Aldis got the win. So uh, it was an enjoyable little match, Doctor. And I like that Nick Aldis will support, you know, the the secondary show, kind of like NWA's version of SmackDown, NWA USA. Uh, but a good match nonetheless, even though Davari took the loss. But it was a lot of fun to watch. And Aldis is, uh, uh, <laughs> I feel like he's in a good place right now with the company in terms of on air. You know, he's. He's yeah, he's in the title picture, but he's kind of not. But he's not like the entirely high profile guy every week. 
and he's he's going out there and he's wrestling good matches with everybody. You know? You know? You know? Maybe he doesn't know. Wait, I'm sorry. I got... Did you get put in the Kingsland Cloverleaf? <laughs> no, I got. I had a switch. You know, I have, these technical issues are driving me crazy. You know, maybe if you were living in Oak Grove, Kentucky, that's what Matt Cardona would say. <laughs> <laughs> you don't live in Oak Grove, Kentucky. Anyway. So I'm not say, editing that, by the way, because I actually had some nice dialogue going on waiting for you to come back. So we're not editing that. So, with, that so say that again, because I it was kept it was choppy. Uh, what I was asking you was, uh, should I replace you with Logan Cross? No, I don't know. Uh, no, <laughs> I said, what were your thoughts on the uh, Aldis uh, Davari match? And what do you think about uh, Aldis's kind of position right now creatively? I feel like he's in a good spot, you know, even though he's in the title feud. But he's not like like bogging down the show and having to be on every two minutes. And uh, I think he's in a good place and he's wrestling a lot of different guys and making himself. Actually, yeah, we're seeing him wrestle more, I feel, than when he was champion. Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. And I like the way they're using him. And, and the match was was really good. I, I actually enjoyed it. You know, like you, you see it on paper. You're like, uh, this is not, not going to be much of it. But, you know, they, they both put on a good match. And again, you need that sometimes on these shows. You have to once in a while surprise uh, the audience, especially that. I mean, I know eventually goes on YouTube, but but the original audience that are paying for this, you know, that watch it for the you know the first time mm-hmm. it's um, released, you have to give it. You have to give something. You have to give a pretty good match, and people people want to see people like us want to see Nick Aldis. So. This was a good chance to get him in a little match, use him, um, show his skills off, and send the crow. You know, send the the viewer home. Uh, well, I guess they're home already, but you know, not send them home. But you know, like just make them happy. You right. know, oh, I'm paying for something. I'm getting to see the national treasure. That's the guy I want to see. That's my favorite. Right. Yep, I agree. Because I felt sometimes, yeah, and I, I, I agree with you. You didn't want him on every single week when he was champion. It kind of bogs it down. But I felt like they could have used him a little bit more. And I feel now we're actually getting to see some of his skills in the ring. And also, um, you know, because he's right now in this tweener stage, I guess. I, I mean, he's not a full-blown face, but he's not a heel. Mm-hmm. And I, I think he's a much better heel. It's so much people don't realize it's actually harder to be nice <laughs> or be a good guy than it is to be a bad guy. I think we've always I thought I think we've always thought that in the whole pantheon of wrestling. It's easier to get booed than cheered. Getting over is easy when you're an asshole, but when you try to not be, it's a little difficult. So like I, I just like he's still good on the on the stick, you know, Aldous, but I just feel like he's not a hundred percent comfortable. Like I just want to tell all these fans to go fuck off, you know. <laughs> Um, but, uh, I like the way they're using him. I, I do, but I do eventually think he's going to be healed. And he will be the world champion. He's not done. Oh no, I don't think he is. I don't think he's done at all. No, I agree with you hundred percent on that. I mean, done uh, being world champion. I said, I should say, I don't think he's done being world champion either. So there you go. So there was, there is last week's episode of, uh, 
NWA USA, pretty pretty quick and to the point. Uh, again, a brand new episode. If you're depending when you're listening to this, if you're listening to this in the morning as it drops, uh, you will see that on YouTube uh, probably in a couple of hours. Uh, if it's after 12 noon on Saturday, then it's already there. So there you go. All right, let's move ahead now to this past Tuesday uh, and an episode of NWA Power Surge. Um, but they called it. This is very, very, uh, um, very uh, suggestive. It was called Velvet After Dark. Hope they do it again. It opened with, you know, like this velvety saxophone music and, uh, um, you know, uh, traffic and, and a skyline and candles lit. And I was waiting for her, for somebody to sit in a, a you know, a bubble bath with Elmo. Like uh, Sonny did. But then all of a sudden we get Velvet, who's on the stage alone. The lights are down to like a pinkish hue. And she's there with this little little top on and a little denim skirt going. And then we're thinking, oh, this, this is interesting. She was talking very soft and provocative and breathy. And uh, yeah, it was very, uh, very suggestive. Well, she was very at last week yeah i don't know where uh i don't know where uh yeah i don't know where uh billy thought you know well let's make let's make velvet real velvet so interesting <laughs> so we do have some matches though and they're not live uh they were you know cut from previous tapings because they were going back and forth but she gets uh you know everything going uh we open with a uh, kind of a squash scion Takes on Garrison Creed. Um, your announcers were Joe Galley, Velvet, and uh, Austin Idol. And eh, for the most part, it was a squash. Uh, Scion hits the rolling Death Valley driver and picks up the win. Of course, most of the chatter was about um, Scion and his father. And Austin Idol says it's him. And we obviously we're not quite sure if we believe it or not. But uh, it was an interesting, uh, interesting scenario. What do you think of this uh, storyline? With with Austin Idol saying that Scion is his father, what do you what do you think this went? Do you think this turn went the right way? Um, you know, I, I I guess you had to do something with it. I felt like we didn't know, you know, they kept mentioning it, but nothing was really happening. But they, I guess they were trying to build us mm-hmm. up for anticipation. Um, but. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. And we're still, I mean, this has been going on for a while. I mean, this is longer than the whole will they or won't they break up between Aaron Stevens and Kratos. Yeah, I, I just, I, I guess they're trying to make you care. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe now we have a little something, you know, an Austin Idol is very entertaining, but I, I, I just don't know where they're really going with this. I mean, but we didn't really know from the beginning anyway. So, right. <laughs> Um, but I mean, at least, I mean, listen, having a little feud with Austin Idol and his crew is not always a bad thing. I mean, it could be, it could be pretty entertaining, but I, I guess the thing is, is like, I don't feel like the crowd's into Scion. So mm. it's, it's trying to make him the, you know, right. The face, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't know either, but you know what? It, they're key. They got it somewhat interesting. We'll see how far it goes and if he ever does get unmasked. So, uh, next up, we have a uh, a promo, a stand up uh, promo. Velvet back in her slinky little outfit, 
on the set with the dirty sexy boys of JTG and Dirty Dango. And uh, let's let's just say that this promo is not your typical uh, NWA programming promo. Um, she kept uh, in essence, she was saying she would offer to be a manager for the Dirty Sexy Boys, but she was more referring to them having a threesome. Yeah, yeah, she's a she's getting a little. She was she was being a little all velvet after dark. She wanted to be a little sexy minx. She wanted to jump on. She wanted uh, she wanted to do a little dirty with the dango is what she wanted to do. She wanted to dirty with the dango is what she wanted. Anyway, uh, this promo was uh, quite uh, quite provocative, very suggestive, lots of innuendo. So I I'm I was kind of fascinated that they actually had a disclaimer at the beginning saying adult uh, discretion of uh, your discretion is advised. I'm like wow, Billy uh, going down a, uh, a left hand turn there, huh? Okay. Um, don't forget. Fan2Belts.com backslash NWA. You're home for all your replica belts, including the 10 pounds of gold. You can get the original with the Australia plate or the 2021 Nick Callum McDougal kettle version, the United Kingdom plate. Uh, then we have this very interesting segment, and I guess... I mean, it's weird because it feels like Aaron Stevens is back to being a heel because he wanted to do a wrestling exhibition with some scrawny little turd named Casey Rocker. And he pretty much beats the shit out of him. And, you know, they're kind of booing him. But we thought he was involved in this storyline with Trevor Murdoch. And I, I don't know what's going on. Sounds like Aaron Stevens is back to being a heel, kind of like he was back when he was national heavyweight champion. And he was with uh, the question mark. And he mentioned Mongrovian karate for the first time since since Josephus's death. Uh, so I don't know. I think he's, but he, let's be honest. He's a better heel. He's he a more fun heel. So no doubt. Yeah. I, so he, again, when he was face, he just didn't seem comfortable doing it. Yeah. And it seems like he's kind of, uh, getting back into shape as best he's looked in yes. quite a while too. So he looked, he good. looked good. Yeah. So, uh, our next match, a uh, good little ladies singles match, Paula blaze, the former tag team partner of genocide, taking on our girl, Tootie Lynn. I haven't seen Tootie in a while. Take the good. You take the bad, you take them both. And there you have this match. Uh, fun little singles match. Uh, 2D wrestling as the baby face and a uh, good little back and forth, but blaze uses the referee as a human shield. Then take then a double leg takedown on 2D and she uses the bottom. She kind of did the old uh, Greg Valentine uh, heel pin. She took her legs down and then pinned her in the corner and put her feet on the second rope for the pin. So Paula blaze gets the win via cheating. Uh, I think we'll see her uh, in the singles mix uh, in the NWA as now that her and genocide have, split up so um tough loss for tootie but we love tootie i mean i'm, ass- I'm going to assume that i mean tootie and uh <clears throat> tootie and um uh kylie ray are, are due for a title match with uh with the hex so we got that to look forward to down the line i think that's going to be set up um once again though doctor boy the uh women's division in the nwa we haven't seen we haven't seen uh uh um Camille a ton the last few shows, but that's fine. Again, we want her to be someone that we look forward to seeing and anticipating seeing. But I still think that the women's division in the NWA uh, should not be taken lightly. I really don't. I still think it's a better women's division than AEW, to be honest. 
I do too. I, I agree. Yeah. Because, you know, I think the NWA really, um, I'm not saying AEW doesn't focus on it, but I feel like NWA really is king in, you know, having, you know, Jazz, having Medusa. They really want to build this women's division to be uh, top notch. And I, I'll tell you the truth, they've done a really decent job. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think, you know, you you look at like genocide, you look at Camille, um, you know, Dundrosa came. I mean, I know Dundrosa was wrestling before NWA, but, you know, but she she came out of the NWA system and now is doing great in AEW. So uh, you're unfortunately, we're, we're probably going to lose some of these women to bigger, you know, bigger, and better things. But um, you can't blame them. Mm-hmm. But. I think the NWA has given the women a nice, uh, fair shot to um, to become really popular in the in the the company, but also possibly uh, some of them moving on to you know one of the big two in the mm-hmm. future. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And uh, Camille uh, was uh, rumored uh, to be at the Power Trip taping, so. Maybe sometime on that evening, uh, next Saturday in Oak Grove, uh, she'll defend the World Women's uh, Championship. Uh, speaking of uh, Power Trip 2, which will be taking place a week from today, next Saturday the 30th at Oak Grove at the Viking Hall, uh, the matches slated three matches at the moment. Uh, Mike Knox is taking on Harry Smith, so we'll t- see a couple of big hosses uh, hitting each other. Uh, as I mentioned, genocide, uh, not genocide, I'm sorry, homicide. We'll be defending the World Junior Heavyweight Championship against Colby Carino. And Nick Aldis will be taking on, although they're not saying it in the promo, which is kind of really sad because they really need, it's a mistake because they really need to pump it in this, in this way. But uh, Nick Aldis will be taking on Matt Cardona's best pal, Brian Myers, the former Kurt Hawkins, the former fellow edgehead of, uh, <laughs> of Matt Cardona. So, uh, yeah. So those three matches are slated for next Saturday at Power Trip 2. Uh, obviously, maybe this uh, coming Tuesday on Power, uh, we will get more um, more matches announced for next uh, Saturday. So, Still haven't uh, heard anything on when the next pay-per-view will be. Again, we're kind of guessing based on last year that it will probably be the first weekend in June, but we don't know. We'll keep an eye on that, of course, and give it to you right here on the NWA Saturday special on when and where it will be. Maybe, Dr. G., It'll be in Philly. What do you think? What do you think, huh? What do you think? What do you know? What do you say? Uh, I, don't I wouldn't know. that. Um, Scribable. Our main event, of course it is. I know Sean, Sean, Sean Kidd, is pumped to want it in Baltimore. He wants a pay-per-view in Baltimore because, you know, all about the Crockett Cup. Um, our main event, our last match of the evening, uh, a tag match, a pair of Idolmania sports management guys, Marche Rocket and Black G's, uh, taking on uh, the uh, Rude Dudes, the Rude Jamie dude. Stanley and Rudo. Um, fun little tag. Uh, Austin Idol, of course, yelling very loudly and pumping up his guys, who, of course, win via nefarious means. Um, G's lands a somersault plancha. Rocket kicks Stanley in the face. And then Rocket connects with the Rocket Kick to pick up the victory. So, fun match. Uh, Austin Idol seems to really be 
kind of getting very serious on the commentary when he's with Velvet and, and Joe. Uh, obviously, they are the preeminent heel faction in the NWA. Of course, they have the world's television champion, Tyrus, in their, in their stable. And uh, I don't know. I, I feel down the line, Doctor, at some point, I feel like we need one more guy to really put Idle Mania Sports Management over the top. Who's a guy in the company that you think could that would be good to join them? You know, it's like a real surprise, a real shocker to give them some real power. Hmm. Anybody strike that comes to mind that you think would be a good guy to join that stable? I'm thinking like uh not the fixers. Um mm. I don't know. Um, would be a good. Oh, how about uh, Luke Hawks or AJ Hawks? Whichever one's the son. I always forget. I think it's Luke. Or is it AJ? The son in Hawks Airy. Um, because remember they they wrestled each other in the World Junior Tournament. The father won, and I would not be surprised if the son. Uh, turns on the old man and joins Idlemania Sports Management. That might not be pretty. Yeah, I, I, I think we spoke about that not mm. too long ago. That 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 may happen. Um, I thought that he was going to turn on him. You know, at the last pay per view. So, right. But I do I, see, I I see, see father and son feuding. I do see that in the future. Yeah, I do too. I do too. The show ends with Velvet. Who, continue, who earlier in the show she was still uh, macking on uh, on the dirty, sexy boys. Then she was talking alone and very sexy, and she's getting a little moist. And all of a sudden, out walks Austin Idol. Totally kills the mood. Velvet gets pissed and walks off. And Austin, he wants to do Austin after dark, and we immediately go off the air. So that kind of ruined that. There goes the cold water. There you go. Kill the buzz, why don't you? Um, anyway, fun little episode of Power Surge. We're having a little fun with with Velvet. She gets her own little little kind of spotlight show. They'll probably do it again in the future, but nothing crazy to write home about. Nothing earth shattering. I think this coming Tuesday we'll have a pretty good episode of Power as we head into uh, Saturday's tapings. So anyway, you could check it out as uh, as I'm as we're talking right now. You can check out that episode of Power Surge on YouTube, or of course, uh, if you have the NWA All Access. Uh, you could watch it on Fight. So um, so there's your uh, two uh, TV shows for the past week. Hope you enjoyed it. Thank you again, Josh Lopez. Follow him on Twitter at Josh Lopez Media. And uh, we will uh, we'll keep uh, trucking along here with all of your NWA news. And Yeah, you, we were going to have a slow week uh, eventually. Uh, hopefully next week things pick back up. Yeah, I don't see much. Uh, I don't see a lot of uh, TV um, or a lot of uh, news right now. Um, again, Joe Galley, by the way, he has joined a promotion full time. He quit his job as a uh, as a uh, news announcer. Billy Corgan was on the Under the Ring podcast. He said that Vince Neil and Tommy Lee, you know, of course, the front man and drummer of Motley Crue, would have been a great wrestling tag team. It's interesting. Um, he also appeared uh, continuing this that time. He also said that he, he explained, he thinks the NWA can be a international product that runs at the top level. 
I think so. Mm. It's it, the thing is, is I think if Billy's going to take this to the next level, he's going to have to get some investors, right? I mean, listen, no, uh, you have to have Tony Khan type money to have, to to bring it to like a level of AEW and WWE, but to get it to be like you know the third company, you know, mm-hmm. in the United States, you're going to need a fusion of money. Yeah. Um, Mickey James was on. Uh, she was with AJ Singh of the Wrestling Show. To promote uh, this was uh, before this was actually before WrestleMania. She was promoting the uh, multiverse of matches, which, of course, I was at down in Dallas. And she uh, feels confident that they're going to have a uh, another Empower pay-per-view. Oh, nice. Which I think I think that's going to happen. I, I don't think that's I think that's that's a gimme, to be quite honest with you. Um, and it'll probably be the Saturday of. Uh, I think it'll be the Saturday of uh, uh, NWA 74 weekend like it was last year. So anyway, a few news and notes. Nothing crazy, though. All right, Doctor. I have been looking forward to this moment for quite a few episodes. Uh, As everyone knows, we have been uh, breaking down my original 2017 uh, GWWE wrestler ballot. Because, of course, this year's long-form stretch project is we are revisiting our ballots from five years ago and seeing if any of them cha- if anything changes. Of course, a lot of things are going to change, including my top ten. I could already tell you, Jay, uh, uh, Doctor, that there uh, is a guy on this list that will be bumped out of my top ten. Uh, who he replaces, I don't – who replaces him, I don't know. Okay. Let's but, do this. but I am bumping him. So here we go. This is my top 10 that I made from 2017. At number 10, CM Punk. I can already tell you now, I'm probably going to bump him. Yeah, I, I, have, to, I have to bump him. I, 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 I can't. Listen, he had a, a decent run in the WWE, but I, I don't I don't think I'd put him top ten of all time now. Sorry. Yeah. I almost feel I may I may swap him out with Kurt Angle, who's at eleven. I may even put him uh replace him with Daniel Bryan and put Daniel Bryan at ten. We'll see. Number nine. The newest WWE Hall of Famer, the dead man, the Undertaker. Hmm. That's a tough one. Because you can make a case of him being moving up. Mm. All right. All right. Number eight. The excellence of execution. The hitman, Bret Hart. Ooh. At number eight, oh, I think he's okay. Keep him there. Okay. At number seven, uh, a guy many consider will be headlining next year's WWE Hall of Fame class, and could be the possible WrestleMania opponent of the Chief Roman Reigns. His big cuz, the Great One, The Rock. <laughs> 
at number seven. Cool. Again, you can make a case. I'm moving him up just based on just everything. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, he's become the biggest, one of the biggest movie stars in the world right now. But right. I mean, that's not wrestling. So, but uh, yeah, you know what? I'll, I'll leave him there. Okay. Number six. John Cena. John's had a longer career than Rock, you know, really overall, you know, in terms of being on top. So, yeah, I'm okay with him there. I mean, yeah. Number five. Many consider pound for pound the greatest wrestler that ever lived. The heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels, at number five. I actually have been thinking about flip-flopping the two of them, putting Cena at five and Shawn at six. Thinking about it. Yeah, I mean, I I wouldn't argue with you on that one. Mm -hmm. Only because... I mean, I don't know. Be tough. I mean, Sean came back. Forget his, you know, first whatever time in the company before. He probably had just as good of a run the second time around, to be honest. Pretty much. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Yeah. Number four. Dabrun. San Martino. Yeah, I'm comfortable with that. There's no Bruno, there's no WWF. End of story. My opinion. Sorry. Just what it is. Say what you want about Vince and whatever. No Bruno, no company. Period. No, I mean he kept the company going to where Vince was able Vince Sr. was able to hand it off to Vince Jr. Do you think, Doctor? I I said this to, I thought I said it to you. I believe that along with the Knicks banners and Ranger banners, and of course the Billy banner at Madison Square Garden, I think there's an Elton one too. Is there a Bruce one? I think there's a Bruce one too. There should be a banner hanging in the garden for Bruno. For all of the, because that guy sold out that building just as often as any fucking concert did or. I agree. I would have no problem with that at all. He was my dad's favorite wrestler. And my grandfather met him when my grandfather was an usher at the old New Haven Arena. And I remember you and I and many of us at Madison Square Garden for the 2013 WWE Hall of Fame ceremony. My father had just, as you know, uh, had just passed away only four months earlier. And, uh, that was very special for me that night. And I, uh, I don't think I, I, I always said that I would never go to a, a Hall of Fame ceremony again, although I obviously would probably go whenever Triple H goes in. But um, that made me realize how important that guy was to this business and how important he was to us Northeast guys, to us Northeast fans from Bangor, Maine to fucking Pittsburgh. 
that loop, I mean, that corridor, he owned it for he did almost 20 years from when he beat Buddy Rogers in 1963. You know, and then he, you know, could you imagine? Because remember, they, I guess that the, the you know, the, the, the ring announcer wasn't Bruno. It was, I don't know if it was Jim McHugh or whoever the hell was the ring announcer at the Garden in 71. Did not announce that Ivan Koloff had beaten him and actually became the world champion. Because they were because they were afraid that all the Guidos were going to beat the fucking shit out of them. Could you imagine all the freaking mob paisans at the garden that night? Like Ivan Koloff being a dumpster. Like <laughs> <laughs> a joke. Yeah, I mean, the place got so quiet because they didn't even they couldn't believe what they saw that that he was able to get out of there. Yeah, he would have got killed. He would have got killed. Uh, then, of course, De Bruyne won the title again. Well, I'm not going to go through the whole bio. We did that. We didn't do that with everybody else. But anyway, I have Bruno at four. And you're probably right. I think he's I think he's comfortable in that spot. Number three. If Bruno was Vince Sr.'s guy. This guy was Vince Jr.'s guy. And that, of course, is old red and yellow himself. Hulk Hogan at number three. It's got to be. I mean, you could argue two. Mm-hmm. Could argue one. Yeah, you could argue one. I mean, he was the guy. He we he was the guy that we watched. Like I always said when I was a kid, and I said this on many podcasts, that my wrestling watching as a kid, when it came to heels, I watched Crockett on Saturday nights because I wanted to watch the Horsemen, and but. WWF, I was drinking, as we call it, the orange Kool-Aid. Yeah, and the thing is, you can't uh, you can't um, totally judge it on wrestling. You have to take everything into consideration when you're doing Yes, this. that guy made a lot of money for Vince. So, uh, yeah, um, I mean, if we moved him up to two, I'd have no objection. Mm. I mean, you moved him up to one. I, I mean, you could argue it, but... All right. Here we go. My top two. At number two. The guy that you would probably have at number one. Who made an unbelievable renaissance just, what, four weeks ago at Cal- at AT&T Stadium in Arlington. I am talking, of course, about... The rattlesnake himself, Stone Cold Steve Austin, is my number two, which means, of course, my number one was the PlaceToBeNation.com composite ballot number one. The greatest, in my opinion, the greatest WWE superstar of all time. My co-host here does an amazing impression of him. And that is, of course, yeah, dig it. Uh Uh-huh. Macho man. Now, I don't know, doctor. I mean, you have Savage, you have Steve, and you have Hogan. One, two, three. And honestly, you could you could flip flop that card. I guess I don't know where people are judging, but and I love Macho Man, but I can't have him number one. Sorry, Uh, you got to have you got to have either Hulk Hogan, Stone Cold, one and two, one, whatever. You know, Hulk Hogan made Vince a millionaire, and uh, and. Steve Austin made Vince a billionaire. He saved and, Austin for and Austin saved Vince for. And let's look at the other side. He saved uh, Vince for bankruptcy. 
So, again, I love Macho Man, and let me tell you, he had some great matches, but I, I wouldn't say he was the draw that those two were. I'm sorry. I mean, you know, I love Macho Man just as You're much. You're not really. Are you really sorry? I don't know. You're kind of a heel. I mean, but. you know, because <laughs> then, you know, if you're going to even judge total on that, you could even put Rock, you know, top three, top four. So, uh, uh, yeah, I I disagree with that one. That's all right. Agree. Uh, I, I, I got to be honest, Doctor. Everybody, after... I don't really know what everybody's judging that on, to be honest. Well, we have a we have something called the uh, the uh, NJPW. Um, is that what it was? NJPW. It, there was a there was like an like a like a equation, like you know, uh, wrestling skills, promo skills, draw, you know, charisma, that kind of thing. Staying power. Yeah, I mean, is is Savage this this ballot was not based just on in ring. Is Savage um better wrestling than Hulk Hogan, of course. Uh was he better in the ring than Stone Cold? Eh, you want to argue that you could say yes, because Stone Cold once he got hurt, he kind of had to be more of a brawler. Mm-hmm. Um and listen, it's hard because you have your own bias in there. And that's why I, I'm saying, like, if you had Hogan 1 and Stone Cold 2, I couldn't really argue it. I probably would have mm-hmm. had it reversed just because, you know, you know, tie goes to the, to the winner. I mean, like, you know, there's a tie for me and I'm going to go with the guy that I probably love the most. Mm-hmm. But those guys, I mean, come on. I mean, even to this day. You go to a, a, a WWE arena. If Hulk Hogan comes out, you're going to get a a pop that's unbelievable. And obviously, we saw what happened when Stone Cold came out. Uh, you know, I, I got to be honest. I, I I was in that, and I said this a few weeks ago, but I'm gonna I'm gonna reiterate it. I mean, I was in that building, and I heard it twice. I got to hear it back to back nights. One when it wasn't a surprise. One when it was. Not a, kind of like an open surprise, like, yeah, he wasn't announced, but once uh, Vince got in the ring with Pat McAfee, you're like, ah, I think they're kind of setting it up for this. I Anybody could say whatever they want about Daniel Bryan or Punk in AEW or yada, 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 or, or whoever. I, I, to this day, still put the Steve Pop as the ultimate pop of the universe. I, I don't think his pop can ever be uh, surpassed in terms of just an energy level that a crowd that he brings to a crowd of any size. Um, and I felt it. I felt I it. I agree. And listen, and let me tell you something. I mean, Hogan had pops in his day. Oh, yeah, he did. Yes, he so, did. So, um, again... I love Randy Savage just as much as the next person. I have no problem be, him being somewhere in the top five because he deserves it. That's not, but I don't think where he may be the better wrestler. I don't think he, he he's wasn't the better draw. He he had great charisma, but I don't think he had the charisma. He was just a little under Hogan and and Stone Cold, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And maybe even Rock. I mean. Mm-hmm. It's that's tough. It's, it, when you get to the top ten, it's it's really you can go all over the place with it, right? Um, I, I I'd love to get somebody on on 
you know, to explain to me that did vote for for to, for Randy Savage, why you would pick him over those over Hogan and Stone Cold. And I did, uh, I did. When you think WWE, some... you mention it to people. People are going to mention a Stone Cold, or they're going to mention they're going to mention Stone Cold. They're going to mention um, Hogan, or they're going to mention The Rock. I mean, maybe even Cena. You know, I'm looking at like I I could see. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say who 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 put who, but when I look at people's number ones. Even though Savage is on here a lot, Hogan's on here a ton. I actually see Austin at two more than I see him at one, even though he was two on the list. Um, but again, I may think about it. But I may think about again, it. Again, I'm I, not. I'm not. I'm not. I mean, uh, uh, you know, maybe for fun, I'd argue with somebody Stone Cold over Hogan, but. And listen, maybe a Hogan, younger fan. Hogan had probably a little bit longer of a run just because Stone Cold's run. But I mean, the run that Stone Cold had in even in the shorter period of time was just phenomenal. I mean, the guy made so much money, he made the company so much money. And listen, it, depending on how old you are, some people might put Cena number one. Yeah. If you grew up in the you know, if you became a formidable fan in the two thousand in the two thousand late two thousands and this decade, or the last decade, the two thousand tens, you could argue it's John Cena. Because when when the when the Attitude Era ended and Steve and Rock were gone, which left a hole, and then the ruthless aggression era started, John Cena took it by the balls. Well, you, you know, know, and people may, and this is this could be a show for another day, but. If you think about wrestling right now, so the Attitude Era, especially with Stone Cold and all that, they drew based on them, on the actual wrestlers themselves, the the superstars themselves. Mm-hmm. Once it, it got to such a big brand like that, WWE now is sold on the name WWE. It's not, I'm, I'm sorry, the draws are not coming from the superstars. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know they bring back Brock and all that, and he may bring in a little bit here and there. It WrestleMania draws because it's WrestleMania. The Super Bowl draws because it's the Super Bowl. You don't know what team's going to be in the Super Bowl every year, so it's going to sell out. It's become an event. They made it, and that's what Vince wanted. Vince made this, you know, before he used to use entertainers and things like that to, to kind right. of draw you know, Mike Tyson to bring in. And, you know, at that time... You needed the the actual performers to draw. I mean, because look at if you if they started doing I know they're doing a little bit of house shows, it doesn't do very well. But the big shows because they know it's an event. It's like the circus. It's like this big thing coming to town. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you you agree with me on that, but I I I just think since probably since maybe you know I guess towards the middle of Cena's run, it kind of it's kind of changed a little bit, but I think once you got past the attitude error, it, the attitude error made things so big that the, the, the company made themselves as a, as a global, um, entertainment company. And that's basically what's selling it. Mm-hmm. I mean, love Roman Reigns. He is great, great heel and all that, but he isn't selling the tickets. To an event, 
like the Hogan's no. and well, Stone no. Cold. And- I mean, I think they'd like to try. I think they'd like to to sculpt him as such. I think these guys, merchandise wise, are making the money that was being made years ago. Now, granted, things have gone up, prices have gone up, you know, inflation, all that kind of stuff. But I'm saying if you had to compare, try to make it apples to apples. I, I just my opinion. This this so, um, not to say that some of these guys don't deserve to move up in the rankings and all that, but if you're gonna if you're gonna do what you're doing right now and counting this down, you you got to take the bias. You know, I know some people, you know, they don't like Hogan anymore because, you know, we get to learn about these guys behind the scenes and sometimes mm-hmm. it piss you off. Right. You know, like like I was saying, you know, when we do crack and roll, like, you know, just because, you know, Ollie Anderson just seemed like such an asshole. You didn't really give him his due. But then when you're really watching him and watching how he worked the mic and even how he worked the match, even though he looked old and he didn't. You know, you thought he didn't bring anything to the table. He was really good. But because you, you, you get blinded by what you're hearing behind the scenes, which, don't get me wrong, we all got suckered into that and we like that. But sometimes the kayfabe wasn't so bad because right now, you you know, like, come on, everybody loved Hogan. If we knew Hogan was the way he was, you know, where he had his shortcomings, we would have been into him back in the 80s. <laughs> right. No, you're right. Yeah, that's true. So it, I think we get a little tainted by some of the things that have happened later in their careers or the mm-hmm. things that they have done, right? Uh, you know, since that time. Like, you think now, okay, okay, Jake Roberts rejuvenated his career, but if you were just judging him, forget about it, what you knew about him and what a mess he became, you know, he, right. he, he could be, you know, a, a top 50 guy or, you know, top 75 guy. Right. In all of wrestling. Yeah. So, um, but I don't think he did a bad job. It's just, I, I just don't agree Macho Man, number one. I mean, and I love Macho Man. You know how big of a Macho Man fan I am. Oh, yeah. Yep. But I just, I got to be, be honest. Okay. Um, I mean, I think you could, I mean, you could conceivably have, you know, Hogan, Stone Cold, Rock, one, two, three, or mm-hmm. Stone Cold, Hogan, Rock, you know, and then Cena, you know, like you could. You can you can interchange those four guys easy. Now, Taker, um, his longevity, his loyalty, uh, his because he was more he became more and later in his career became more of a um, uh, what's the word they used to call Andre uh, attraction attraction. Uh, but you could have you could le- legitimately have. What I probably I would probably have me if this was my top five I would be I would have Stone Cold number one and I'm following uh, then we have Hogan then I would have Rock then I would have Cena and then I would have Undertaker mm. okay then I would probably do Savage I probably would do um, Shawn Michaels and then I probably have Bret Hart. I'll have to remember that. Well, get your ballots. I mean, you got. Uh, let's see, what are we in the end of August? And again, this is this is end again. You could, what's fun about this stuff is you could have some debating on it. It doesn't mean I'm right what I'm saying. No, that's that's wrong. why everybody no. gets their own chance to do a ballot. You know, go to our Facebook page for the GWWE wrestler. Uh, we have nominations technically, but just get your debates going. We have plenty of programming both here and over on the No So talking about ballots and such. 
and uh, you've got till December 31st. So you've got just over, you know, just a little over eight months to get your uh, to get your new ballot together and send it to. Uh, no, they call it the proper spot. Nation, uh, um, stretch project on Donoso. Yeah, why would they? Because that's what it is. I'm gonna make up the answer. It's on the no, police because because the composite the composite ballot of everybody's ballots like, you know, added WWE, up. WWE, you know, in AEW, like you can't mention each other. You know, <laughs> that <means. laughs> That'll do. <laughs> That'll do for this week's episode of the Saturday special. Yeah, you're not allowed to say north or south, pal. Toward oh north, God. south, pal. <laughs> um, you can follow me on Twitter at Scott C. Podfather. You can follow the uh, doctor on Twitter at Dr. GPTB. But please follow the brand on Twitter at PTB and Wrestling. We, uh, we, we post the, the, the shows up there. We post polls. We have a lot of fun. So uh, check that out. Of course, check out our place to be. Uh, group page where we have a lot of fun. We do polls, we post stuff and enjoy ourselves there. Um, the place to be nation uh, uh, group as well. And uh, we're going to have a lot of fun this weekend. The special relations podcast drops late. If you're listening to this on Saturday, the special relations podcast drops later today. PTBN's pedestal uh, drops uh, tomorrow, Sunday this week. We'll have a new episode of the place to be podcast, new episode of PTB NXT. And a new episode of PlayStation Nation's main event, a little TNA action. So, because their pay-per-view is tonight, actually. Uh, Rebellion is taking place up in uh, Poughkeepsie. You and I were actually going to go, but uh, I believe, um, uh, I guess we call her the intern. She's not the doctor. She's not the nurse. She's the intern. Uh, your daughter, who turned 19, would probably hate our guts if we left. So, uh, so we will be throwing a little bash for her tonight, uh, the fam the family and ever and others so we'll be doing that but there will be a twitch feed tonight there will be a place to nation twitch feed for the impact pay-per-view tonight for rebellion and there will probably be a reaction pod that drops uh on uh on monday morning so uh check all that uh fun and games out so have a great weekend be safe i'm scott he's the doctor and you're not oh yeah who's number one uh-huh <laughs>